you live in the Church Wellesley Village, this one will be a big story for you. There is a hardware store, Dudley's Hardware Paint and Decor, that's been on Church Street since 1934. It's right next to Barbara Hall Park and the 519, which is a nonprofit that helps vulnerable people and families in the area. It's been a fixture. I mean, there are very few businesses you can say, you know, small owned stores, not chains, that have been in one location for that long and have served their community and have become more than just a store, obviously. It's a, it's a place where people know uh, you get that sort of personalized service. Well, unfortunately, the owner, Steve Dawson, who's worked there for two decades now, he said, you know what? I cannot afford to keep my store open anymore. He said that on Sunday morning for the fourth time so far this year, his window was smashed. There have been frequent thefts. Staff have been spit on, physically assaulted. He added that he's watched the neighborhood also steadily decline to what he says is beyond a crisis. This according to CP24, a report that came out just today. So what is happening in the Church Wellesley Village that would provoke this kind of response, this kind of store, a fixture in the community to close? Uh, He cited things like violence, harassment, vandalism, people at the back of the store shooting up, um, injecting in the back of a store, blood splattering all over the place. Quote, I'm lucky I can keep my staff because most would just say, I'm done. Well, a lot of people are saying, uh, I'm done, and this has to change. And one of them now is Phil Parsons. He is organizing a protest this Saturday. He's resident of the neighborhood for more than 25 years, and he's done too. He's here to talk about that protest and just why he's holding it. Hi, Phil. Hi, good morning. Hi. uh, Having a bit of trouble hearing you there. Um, You're organizing this protest Saturday morning. Tell us why, in a nutshell, you felt it important to get people out for a protest in the neighborhood. Okay. Well, um, one of the things that, you know, that um, myself and the other organizers want to make this very clear is that we are not anti-homelessness. We are not anti-mental health and addiction. We are anti-violence. We are anti-harassment. And we are anti-vandalism in our community. Um, It has gotten... Uh, to a point where, you know, there are times you just don't feel safe walking down our street, even in the middle of the day. And um, it just doesn't seem to be getting any better. Um, And we are protesting to, we will be protesting like we did years ago when we protested for our rights and we had the AIDS rallies. You know, we closed down that intersection several times. This time we're fighting for our security and our safety and, uh, you know, the businesses and residents of our area. Tell us about the changes you've seen in the neighborhood. You've been there for 25 years. When did this start happening? Um, I would say it really started happening um, five, six, seven years ago. you know, when I first came to the area, it was a welcoming, safe area. Um, Barbara Hall Park, which used to be Coster Park, um, you know, uh, my friends and I would sit there at all hours, you know, of the night, on the weekends, just chatting, hanging out. It was a safe space, and we all knew it was a safe space. Um, the 519 Community Center was the place where you... Uh, as LGBTQ uh, 
youth would meet every week. Um, and the, the community center was just, you know, it was our community center. It was vibrant. Um, and so was the park. Now, unfortunately, what's changed over the years is what we see today. Um, it's not safe to walk on the streets. You're being harassed by um, folks on the streets. Businesses are having their windows smashed over and over and over again. And uh, Dudley's Hardware um, has got the blunt of this because they are next door to the park. They are next door to the community center. Um, but they're not the only ones in the neighborhood. There are so many businesses, and time after time, they have to replace their windows, and they just can't afford it. This is a community with independent businesses and, and you know, franchises. It doesn't matter. They're all going through the same thing. Um, and it's just time that something, you know, has to change. Um you know, we're looking for solutions to to have a balance between taking care of the folks that are in need that we have to do. We have to take care of these folks, but we also have to be in a safe space uh, and to to know that we can visit our park, that we can visit our community center. Um, we have the AIDS Memorial that people in the park that people are afraid to go to to visit their loved ones that are on that memorial because they're afraid to walk through the park. They're afraid to walk through the village now. Um, so, you know, over the years, it's just gotten worse and worse and worse every year. There are times where I actually wish that I could not remember what it used to be like. You know, I've seen it over the years go from being the place that was safe and uh, secure and welcoming to everyone. And now, it's just, it's heartbreaking. It breaks my heart every day. Well, it does sound heartbreaking. Um, you know, I, I live in Cabbage Town next to the village. I don't go through the village that often, but I have. I have not personally felt unsafe. But again, like I said, my, my visits there are not regular. If I were living there and living under the situation that you're describing, I would be livid. Now, who bears responsibility for this? Um, you mentioned the city. Uh, people as the police, obviously. Then there's the 519 as well. Uh, who should be handling this situation? Well, it, who should be handling it? That's what we need to find out. Um, you know, our city councillors, our mayor, our members of parliament, our members of provincial parliament, all three of these folks need to sit down together to come up with solutions. Because at this point, nobody wants to take ownership of the problem. Um, and if they don't start talking to each other and get them together, then there's not going to be a solution. We have a social problem in our community that is the same all over the city of Toronto. It's the same all over Canada, North America, the world, and it's getting worse. Um, but there are places in the world that have solutions that have programs that are working and successful that are balanced so that you can take care of the folks that need help and still have a vibrant community um, where residents can feel safe. Um, so there has to be a will to search for that answer. And we just don't see, we, we have committees, we, we talk and we talk and we have committees and at the end of the day, the committees don't come up 
we're the solution. We just talk about uh, we just talk about what the problems are. So we've identified the problems. Now we have to get serious about finding a solution. Okay, um, well, you're, you're taking that step. Um, we just have a, a less than a minute left, so I want to ask if you give some details on the protest on Saturday. Where should people show up if they want to make their voice heard? Um, we're going to be meeting at the intersection of Church and Wellesley um, and at 12 o'clock on Saturday. Uh, weather's supposed to be good. Um, and we're going to start the, the protest with an old-fashioned sit-in. We're going to be blocking the intersection. Um, you know, as we did so many years ago, uh, and um, and you know, we if we have enough people and we have a big enough crowd, we may move to city hall from there. It just really depends on you know how many folks we have. Um, and as I you know stressed in my posters and everything else, this is a peaceful protest. Um, because if it's not a peaceful protest, it completely defeats the purpose of our protest. For sure. Um, so, and so once again, it's Saturday, 12 o'clock, the intersection of Church and Wellesley. Uh, we need everyone out there. Um, it doesn't matter who you are. Uh, we need you there. This is our community. And, you know, we are in one of the best cities in the world. And we're really trying to, um, you know, make our streets safer again, but also have that balance of taking care of folks that are in need of any sort. So, Phil, Phil Parsons, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you for taking this initiative. Uh, you know, a solution definitely needs to be found. You're listening to Phil Parsons, who is organizing this Saturday's protest. He's resident at Church Wellesley neighborhood. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.